0: I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact. They are inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Reverend Darlene Strickland. Darlene is senior minister at Unity of the Blue Ridge near Asheville, North Carolina. She became an ordained uni- unity minister in 2004 and previously served ministries in Kansas, Maui, and Washington State. Darlene is described as an engaging, humorous, and inspired speaker and teacher who creatively weaves deep spiritual insight with real life stories and transformational tips for living she's also a gifted singer songwriter with a passion for helping others access their inner wisdom and attune to the rhythm of their soul darlene is the visionary behind a movement called our love is power with the goal of inspiring connecting and helping people to stand up speak up and show up as living embodiment of love and action and engage Practitioners of the Golden Rule. Welcome to the podcast, Darlene. I'm delighted to have you here. Thank you, Ursula. I'm delighted to be here. So I'm so intrigued by how you came to be doing this work, and especially with this big vision that you have for a movement, because you started as a, as a senior corporate executive in the toy industry. How did you come to to discover this work or to... to um,
1: move your your career and your your work in this direction? You know, that's an interesting question because I ask myself that same question sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of those people that I feel that I have always been tethered to something that is greater than I am, yet intimately a part of all that I am my mother reminds me that when i was a kid we used to play church and i would always play the role of the minister so there you go i should have known (laughs) and then going through life it really was something i always had in the back of my mind but honestly kept trying to put it on the back burner until it reached a point of just knowing that i could not continue to do what i was doing and be fulfilled and so i decided to take the big leap go to seminary and have never looked back. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued
0: by something that I read about you in terms of your uh, the way you grew up. You grew up in the South and the rural South, and um, you saw some racial injustice and religious intolerance at a very early age. And how did you how did you respond
1: to that? I felt it. I, you know, I didn't understand because it was the, the norm, if you will, but it just I felt it inside. I can remember being in elementary school and there was one African American little girl in my class and, you know, I even hate to say it, but she was um, ostracized on the playground. She was just treated very differently and I can remember being in the bathroom with her and literally feeling her pain, but at such a young age not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. And then as I grew up, and I was in, uh, happened to grow up in the Pentecostal denomination, and I had friends who were Catholic or or different denominations, and I would go home and talk about them and be told that they were going to hell. Mm -hmm. And it just never made sense to me. I never understood that. Yet I always had, you know, this, this thing that I mentioned earlier, I always had this real sense of being tethered to what I would call God, being a part of it and seeing all people and all things as that. So it was a real journey for me in finding, you know, sort of finding my own vocabulary, coming into my own understanding, which is continually evolving. But it's really always been a passion, uh, just justice, and, you know, helping us all understand that we all come from one source. And why not love one another? Why not recognize that? And why not also understand that we all come from one source and however we choose to be in relationship with that source, it's very personal and there's no insiders or outsiders or right ones or wrong ones, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does.
0: So this movement that you've uh, initiated really fairly recently, how does, how does that arise? How did that arise out of those experiences and the beliefs that you've developed
1: well, you know, my whole life, I just see one stepping stone, one thing building upon the other. And not long after I moved back, I'm originally from eastern North Carolina. As you mentioned, I've served ministries throughout the United States. And when I came back to Asheville, North Carolina, I was clearly inspired to come to this area and in this part of the state, western North Carolina. And I woke up in the middle of the night one night, and I saw the the word bridge, B-R-I-D-G-E. But what I saw was... Beyond Racial and Religious Intolerance, Demonstrating God Everywhere. <laughs> I, I'll well, just talk about a buddy. fully formed idea. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I, I, I tur- literally turned the light on, wrote it down, and I got up the next morning and I just, I knew it was something, but I did not know what. I started talking about Be the Bridge and... And just being with that idea morphed into our love is power, the stand up, speak up, show up. And um, there's a pledge that I originally called it the manifesto, but there's a pledge that is a part of it. And that actually just flowed the morning after the election, the morning after this past presidential election. I just, I woke up and during my morning time of prayer, this, these words just you know flowed. And so it, from that point, the things seemed to come together and the movement began to gain momentum. And what do you hope will
0: um, come out of that? I almost hesitate to ask the question because when, when you're the initiator of a movement, at a certain point, you, you cease to have control over that. And um, I suspect that's not what you're looking for anyway, but
1: it's what do you hope will come out of it? Well, what I hope will come out of it is it gives people a common common place to come together around an idea that I truly believe many people hold in their hearts. I really do believe that the majority of people are good people. And I even believe that people that are broken, you know, it's – I had someone tell me one time there are no bad people, only people in bad places. So what I hope through this movement is it will give people a, a space to come together around a common idea to support one another and to develop the tools and sometimes the courage to be able to stand up, speak up, show up, just very much like in schools where we teach children how to stand up against a bully or how to speak up when you see something that is, is not helpful as adults we need to become more comfortable doing that for one another but from a place of love. Hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really challenging when people feel that the country's become so polarized and it's not just in the United States it's elsewhere in the world too where people are are
1: seemingly on opposite sides of a deep chasm. That's exactly right, you know, and it's I think is as, as long as we're trying to bridge the two sides, we're still working in the energy of opposition. Mm -hmm. And so for me, you know, be the bridge. It's not about trying to bridge two sides. It's about holding the space that knows no end, Hmm. you know, holding the space that can, that can bridge any other place. Well, that really speaks to that separation
0: that you spoke about. Absolutely. Yeah is there um i i know that this movement is has generated um an event that you're planning on on june the 10th in asheville can you tell us a little bit about that and why an event i mean why you know online presence has become so dominant you could do something online and and not
1: necessarily have uh an in-person event why is that so important do you think you know, that, that really is a good point, and you can do a lot of stuff online, but I still believe there's a synergy that comes that happens when people are together, where you're, you know, if you've watched a real moving uh, movie at the theater, or you go to a ball game, or you come to a church service or a concert, there's just something magical that happens when people come together and are looking in the same direction, cheering for the same thing, excited about the same thing. So, I'm a firm believer in the power of bringing people together. And um, I just, I've always seen Asheville and Western North Carolina as a real uh, sort of a vortex. To me, it's a vortex of natural beauty and energy. And a lot of spiritually minded people find themselves in this area. And when I say spiritual, I don't mean religious, I mean people that honor the the divinity or the divine life that flows through all creation, that, that, that's sort of prominent here. And so I started making phone calls to some of the people that I believe are forerunners and really good practitioners of what I would call the golden rule. And things began to line up. People said yes, and this beautiful summit is really coming together beautifully.
0: Hmm, that's great. And you have some really major spiritual teachers. Marianne Williamson is going to be part of it. And Ricky Byers Beckwith, who's the wife of Michael Beckwith, who most people know, or a lot of people know, rather. Um, is that what What do you feel that group
1: is going to, to bring to the summit? Well, number one, their consciousness, you know, because they really do practice what they write about, sing about. They, they, they live it. They're living embodiments of it. Mary Ann Williamson, if you've ever had the opportunity to read her books or um, she does a lot of podcasting and things online, she's very dynamic. I attended the Parliament of World Religions in 2015, and Mary Ann was there. I literally thought the roof was going to come off the building, but it was so dynamic so she is I had the privilege when I lived on Maui Wayne Dyer was on Maui at the time and I had the time the privilege of, of having him attend some events and and so I've always thought of Marianne Williamson is um, you know just sort of has picked up a lot of that work and taken it to a whole nother level so she's incredibly dynamic Ricky Byers Beckwith is a native of Charlotte, North Carolina. When I called her, she said, I would love to come back to my home state and do something to really help elevate consciousness. Great. As you know, she's a great singer, songwriter, mm-hmm. just a delightful individual. So it will be fun to have the two of them together. And then when you add the other ones, um, Le'ohu Ryder and Madine Eow are both um, ambassadors of Aloha. They are true practitioners of aloha and what's called Ho'oponopono. It's an ancient Hawaiian practice of living and being in right relationship with all creation. So they're going to come and share some from their tradition. And then Reverend Jack Bomar, who does a lot of work internationally, um, sort of a missionary of sorts, if you will, but helping people understand that the Savior that is really going to help us get to where we need to be is really connecting with and understanding that there's a living dwelling presence, the God presence within each and every one of us. Mm. Well, it sounds like a powerful group and I know uh, there's a
0: lot of preparation going into that. So uh, how how do you see your role evolving with this movement? What kind of, I mean, you know, this. This podcast is about impact. So, how do you how do you see your ability to have impact evolve, or is that even important to you?
1: The ability to have impact, you know, I I don't think I necessarily approach it from that direction. My greatest prayer is to continually be inspired, and and I feel like if my cup is full and I am on the cutting edge of my own becoming, and I continually be inspired then whatever is mine to do will continue to happen in a way that is inspiring. So however, you know, the the impact, you know, you mentioned earlier, this is beginning to take a life of its own, and it really is. So I'm as excited as anyone to see exactly how this begins to take root and the direction that it truly will go. What kinds of things
0: are you seeing happen even at this early stage? in terms of the effect that it's having on people or, or what you're seeing in, in terms of
1: people's own inspiration? Well, you know, one small thing, well, it's not small, it's really large, but when I came to this church two and a half years ago, there were about 85 to 90 people attending regularly. For the summit, we have about 120 volunteers just for the summit. Right Now, the church has grown... Um, quite swiftly over the past two and a half years, but to have that many volunteers, and these volunteers are buying their own ticket to the summit, they are just excited and thrilled. So to me, it really reinforces what I believe in that we all want to be a part of something that is bigger than we are individually. Mm -hmm. And the fact that these individuals feel like that we are truly helping elevate a message, elevate an idea, and elevate an opportunity, it just warms my heart to see that many people excited about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a powerful thing to be able to bring people together to have them brought together by this this um, central idea, and um, and
1: wanting to have that experience that you've you've described. It really is, you know, and even in the local artists, you know, Cat uh, Cat Williams, Rhoda Weaver, Richard Schulman—they're going to be involved in it. Well, and another thing that is has begun to happen. I have actually had a couple of calls from other well-known, uh, internationally known speakers that have heard about the summit asking, is this going to be an annual event? and Saying <laughs> that would be honored to be a part of it in the future. So That's that is great. also, was just really a, a pleasant surprise and blessing. That's great. Well, you know you're on the
0: right track when that starts to happen. It starts yeah. to yeah, spread its own word in a way. Are there things that you do yourself. I'm, I'm interested to hear about you and and as a, a key person involved in this movement. Uh, how do you feel your time and energy are best spent? the the quest This question often comes up around this idea of impact and uh, whether or not that's your particular focus. The the reality is you are having an impact. So. And in order to maintain that, in order to do the work that you're called to do in the world, it's necessary to really take care of oneself. It's not enough to just relentlessly pursue something or relentlessly give of yourself. You have to also maintain your own um, physical and spiritual integrity and uh, emotional integrity. So I'm, I'm curious to hear what your... What you do to, to uh, make sure that your time and energy are well spent, and that you're taking good care of
1: yourself as well. Well, first of all, I absolutely agree with you that whether we recognize it or not, we are all making an impact. Mm-hmm. And so, I think the way that I believe the greatest way we make impact is through our presence. You know, that first and foremost is it's what we embody; it's who we truly are. For me, that is continually returning to those necessary practices, prayer, meditation, what I call keeping my own cup full, because you know none of us can give, we can only give what we have to give. Mm-hmm. So for me to make an impact, being able to share my gifts, whatever's mine to do, self-care, as you've said, finding the balance, uh, making time for prayer, for meditation, for laughter, for playing, for doing those things that are fun—really important. Mm-hmm. Are there,
0: are there? Um, I always hesitate to use this word: obstacles, or barriers, or problems. Are there ways are, that you've kind of bumped, bumped up against a resistance around doing this work and having this kind of impact? And and when you have, because of course we all have that experienced in in some way. When you have, how do you deal with that? I, I always think it's helpful and inspiring for people to hear, no, the path was not completely smooth and with nary a bump in the road that everyone has things that they bump up against and, and need to deal with. So would you be willing to share
1: something about that? You are. Absolutely, exactly right. You know, I, I say as long as we have skin on, we still have work to do here. That there's <laughs> so, We're still, you know, growing in the awareness of who we really are. Absolutely, you know, there are what you may call obstacles or, or challenges. And, um, you know, big or, 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 or small, all kinds of things can happen. For me, first, is noticing when I find myself really losing sight and getting – you know just all off course and believe me it happens it happens to all of us at times where you're busy you're going you're focused and day after day and then the little things add up and before you know it you just find yourself sort of on your own sideline when things like that happen I do my best you know I have a dear friend who's been a, a personal prayer partner with me since 2002 and every week we talk, we spend about 45 minutes to an hour together over the phone. So that's usually when I call and say, help, (laughs) you know, (laughs) uh, pick me up, help, you know, reflect back to me. And, you know, to have the tools to realize when I start, if and when I start making other things and other people the matter with me, then I need to back up and I need to find out what's the matter with me. Mm. And sort of then, recenter and go out and do whatever needs to be done okay. don't you hate it when there's no one to blame when you have to let go of consciousness and all of these things it's like wow you know this level of being accountable yeah but you know that it doesn't mean though that we don't hold others accountable because we do you know we you know you absolutely need to hold other people accountable you need to have good boundaries and all those sorts of things but there is a way you know, to do that without, you know, making the other person the wrong person or the matter with you, as I like to say. Yeah, yeah.
0: One of the things that um, I also often talk with people about is their values as a way of um, really getting at the foundation of the impact that they have. I I believe that, as you said, we all have impact, whether we recognize it or not, and we I believe, act out of whatever it is that we hold as most important. So we we call those values. And uh, could you talk a little bit about what you value the most? I mean, you you talked about fun and laughter. What What are some other things that are important to you?
1: Well, you know, the first thing for me, I absolutely have to have my, the source connection. Literally having that palpable sense of that connection is the most valuable thing in my life. Values you know, over and, and beyond that would be compassion is a huge value for me. Um, integrity, authenticity, and humor. Um, humor is a big part of my life. And, you know, every Sunday, I'm very planned, and I put a lot of planning and organization and time and study in what I do, and then I tell our staff on Sunday, they they know this, and they laughingly joke that I say, blessed are the flexible, for they shall never be bent out of shape. (laughs) Because (laughs) you have to be flexible and have humor when it's all said and done. Right. Yeah, that is so
0: helpful. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, is there any piece of advice or an insight that you would share with people that are asking themselves, I want to make more of a difference in the world. I want to contribute in a positive way. What would you share with them as as something that you've learned or, or uh, evolved into that
1: might be helpful? Number one is to know that you already are making an impact. I, in my experience with working with people, I find so many people that feel like they have one more piece of the puzzle to solve, one more degree, one more forgiveness technique, one more thing to get right, and then they'll be ready to serve. I think the most important thing is to realize that you know, do what you can with what you've got right where you are. To realize that you are already making an impact. So begin to have that shift in your awareness and bring awareness to what you're doing and begin to notice what lights your fire. What is it that you would do even if you weren't paid for it? What is it that you would do because it just brings you joy? So know you're already making an impact and then find those things that bring you the most amount of joy because that's what you were gifted. I believe those are the gifts of your soul. And those are the areas that you genuinely can uh, be positively contagious and make an impact that we'd all like to feel (laughs) rather than the negative ones.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Darlene. It's been such a pleasure to hear you speak about the work you're doing. I think that this um, movement that you started is, is going to play a role in, in raising people's consciousness and, bringing people together around this common idea of uh, how can we love each other? How can we um, stand up, speak up, and show up in a way that is loving and really bridges connection? So thank you for
1: the work you're doing in the world and for being here today. Likewise, Ursula. Thank you so much for what you're doing and for making this information available for, for people. I truly appreciate you.
0: You're welcome. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: The easiest and best way is to contact me through the church, Unity of the Blue Ridge. So you can, if you just Google that, you'll find our website, but Unity of the Blue Ridge, and you will find my contact information there. Great. Well, thank you again for being here. It's been a real pleasure talking with
0: you. Likewise. Thanks so much. You have a good day. Thank you. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.